like baseball, movies, good clothes, fast cars, whiskey, and you. What else do you need to know? And welcome to another edition of Weights, Women, Whiskey, and my guest today, Dr. Scott Aber. How are you? I am well, and flattered to be here, Jack. We're going to have some fun. You, you know what? I have been wanting to do this with you for, for quite some time, to have you come in and uh, be a guest on my show, because uh, one of the things that I love to do, if I can uh, brag about Dr. Scott here, he is uh, he's, he's, he's a newbie here with us, but he has fit right in right away here at uh, at Bravo Mike Radio and um you are a, 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 prof- a professional in psychology right. uh, psychologist and uh, I love for me I love to wax psychology anytime anywhere oh it's you know, great isn't it love to love to and I, I love that I can do that with you so thank you very much yeah, for we, being here you and I can talk for hours oh and we have too <laughs> yeah we have now it's that we fun. yeah and now we have a microphone to do it so uh, you know for everybody that that's not very familiar with you uh, dr. Scott has a morning show on Zia Country 99.5 and it's a great show. I, I love how you've gotten yourself settled in and it didn't take you very long to do so, man. I'm a big fan of the show now. Oh, thank you. Appreciate that. It's fun. Yeah. If I get up at 345, it's going to be fun. <laughs> All the time. <laughs> yes. All the time. Whether you like it or not, it's going to be fun. <laughs> yes. Somebody's going to make it fun for you. Yep. Uh, let's talk a little bit about your background. Tell me how uh, you came to be a professional in a and psychology, and, uh, of course, your radio career. Well, I did radio full-time for, gosh, 20-some years first. That was my first career. Fell into it senior in high school, got a part-time job, local station in Wisconsin, and I wasn't thinking of it as a career then. It just was better than working at McDonald's for me. Sure. I mean, we need people at McDonald's, too. Mm-hmm. Um, then I went off to college, and shortly I was full-time doing 6 to Midnight Rock and Roll Station, I'm 19 and thinking, hey, everybody in the world listens to me. <laughs> and then, and then what? And happened? then, well, then, and I was in love too, so I quit college. And, oh, yeah. You speak to me already. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, so I ended up getting married young, and she hated radio. I loved it. I just, and I still do. What did, what did she here. hate though? The hours or the. the... Uh, yeah, probably the hours, the instability. Uh-huh. Um, Although Bravo Mike is an anomaly. People are mm-hmm. stay here forever. Oh yeah. Which is nice. Mm-hmm. It really does. You know, everybody says, Oh, it's a family, but Bravo Mike is a family. It really is. I couldn't even stay away. I tried to stay away for two years <laughs> and they had to bring me back. Man. Exactly. And I missed it. And I missed it. And uh I, we, we really welcome you here to our family. I appreciate it. And, and I've wanted to come here for a long time. I love cruises. Um mm-hmm. I visited cruises first in I want to say twenty fourteen. Okay. Um, it was July 4th. Flew into El Paso, came here, saw fireworks, and I just fell in love with this area from the start. So finally it worked out to move here. But I was, well, not young anymore, and I had this tug to go back to school and do something, quote, unquote, meaningful, mm-hmm. kind of stereotypical. So I had to finish bachelor's and then get a master's to do this. So I've been... Out of grad school, 19 years, and for a while I was away from radio. I'm like, ah, I'm done with it. Um, but boy, it's in your blood. It's in my blood. Yeah. Um, and just don't want to stay away. So now I'm very fortunate. I do both part time. I do the morning show on Zia, and then I leave and see clients. So I I have the best of both worlds 
for me. Mm-hmm. I love it because I can help people, and I can be a smart aleck on the radio. Yeah. Too. Yeah, so and then the two can actually blend together. They can. Very well, very well. And I'm kind of envious of you because I've always wanted to have this sort of Fraser Crane-esque sort of you know, <laughs> talk show, and you get to have that. And uh, I, I just think it's very cool how, again, very conversational your profession can be. Yeah. And I think it just works so well to have – you know, your clientele, and then to come in and do your job. I just think it's not yeah. really work for you. No. It really isn't. Neither one is, really, is work. Yeah. Um, the hardest thing is getting up at 345. After that, yeah. it's not work. It's How? fun. When I was doing mornings, I never woke up that early. <laughs> I want to say I woke up at 530. My, the morning show started at 6. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just flew by the seat of my pants, man. Now, maybe around 5 I'd wake up. I don't know how you do that. So is there a lot of, like, preparation that you that's, have to do? Yeah, that's, yeah, I prep at my breakfast table while I'm eating breakfast. Mm-hmm. Spend almost an hour prepping the mm-hmm. show. Yeah. So I can walk in and boom, I'm ready to go. That's what a lot of people have wondered about morning shows, like how long it really takes or what do you do to get all your info while well, you got to wake up early. Yeah, and then And then the news happens during that day, so then you oh, have to sure. talk about it the next day. Right. So. And, well, I always walk into the show with a plan, but. Something can happen. People can call, and I love it when people call. Um, and just it changes the course of the show, and that's fine. Yeah. It doesn't really foil your plans. It no. just brings new stuff that can be added into your show that you didn't think that. And then it ends up taking taking up time and space. and then, yeah. But that's not a bad thing. That's a great thing. Yeah. Listeners are more entertaining and are funnier than I ever will be. Right. Right. And more real. Especially just, with our problems. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I had a listener, um, I think it was last week, she qualified for a contest. And she said, can I ask you something? I said, sure. She said, are you really a therapist? Because we're kind of playing it up on Zia. Yeah. And I, yeah, I was like, yeah, I am. So I know it's. People go, how did you do that? Right. I just told you a story of how I did it. Yeah, and so people right now are still kind of getting used to you being on the morning show because there hasn't been uh, a morning show for for, for quite some time. And so it's it's kind of a a breath of fresh air, and people want to know if you're the real deal. Right. Do people also test you? Do they test you, too, to see if you are? Um, A little bit. Not much. Not much. But you can also tell if they are. Sure. You know? Yeah. Yeah. That's fine. Bring it. Test me. That's fine. Right, right. I love how, you know, I've been in this business a long time, too, that I can sit and talk with somebody and, 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 and talk about how things used to be, how things are now. <laughs> and I didn't realize I've become that, that, that veteran of a guy. So that's really quite refreshing to talk about. And <clears throat> what I've also appreciated uh, with you, Dr. Scott, is uh, when you first came in, immediately we took a liking to each other. Immediately we just started talking about psychology uh-huh. and relationships and that's the that's one of the first things I wanted to uh, to to really talk to you about. I wanted to to surprise you on your first or second day. I don't know if anybody ever told you this, but uh, uh, on your first day, I wanted to go up to you and be like, "Oh, welcome to Bravo, Mike. Hey, we got to talk about why I can't get it up anymore. <laughs> we got to we got to talk about this. We got to talk about my my problem in the bedroom, Scott." That's, really, <laughs> I've had clients with that problem right out of the gate. Yeah, right out of the gate. But you know there there is uh, you know some sort of truth to that too, and uh, again we started talking about relationships, and I wanted to uh, just really bridge the gap and and really go into uh, uh, relationships and talk about modern relationships too. And you and I have uh, has spoken a great deal about modern relationships, and this goes with 
uh, you know, kids. And when I say kids, I'll, you know, I'll say anybody between, oh, I, I don't know. When, when do people start allowing their kids to date now? 14, 15? Yeah, it's ish. Even, yeah. Ish, ish. Yeah. Ish, young kids to around that age to, oh, I'll say 22, 23. Yeah. Maybe later because men mature so much later in life. Right. So and then and then to older relationships, uh, you know, I'm in my late thirties now, and I I, I uh, met a met a girl, and you know, she really just how can I put this, man? My, I mean, it's like that cartoon. My jaw hit the floor. I became that wolf uh-huh. in the cartoon. Jaw hit the floor. Hit myself over the head with a hammer. Head over heels, and just I, from the start, from, from the, the jump, first. From the jump, and I had, uh, I I shouldn't say I had reservations about saying I love you. She said I love you first, and that's never happened to me before. I don't know if I ever told you that. That's never happened to me before. How how long into the relationship? Get this. This was on the second, third date, man. Wow. I knew from the get-go that I wanted to just lock this woman down put a ring on it that's cool you know and but when she said it first i love you that really surprised me and it kind of shocked me and it kind of scared her because she didn't know i felt the same way when she said it my demeanor completely changed Uh, but what well what happened scott was i was going through the the gears in my head were 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 turning and twisting when she said it because i've never had a woman tell me that first wow and I came back and said, you know, I, I, it's, it's very Star Wars. Search your feelings for they know to be true. And I said, you know what? I love you, too. I do. I do. And we've been together for over a year now. And uh, That's so awesome. Yeah, and now uh, she's going to be my wife. I, I proposed to her. That, and... I just love it. Working with rela- relationships is my favorite thing with right. clients. I do all kinds. I've done addictions, mm-hmm. um, depression, anxiety, trauma, mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. All in relationships, huh? Well, separate, separate. Oh. Um, but my favorite part is working with people with relationships. Ah, oh, okay. Straight or gay, mm-hmm. gay folks, the same issues. Mm-hmm. Just it's the same stuff. Yeah, it's two people trying, you know, two imperfect people coming together and trying to live together under the same roof. That mm-hmm. can be a challenge. Yeah. And it's it's so cool that you mentioned that. I, I just find it that that's not even out of the norm anymore. It's not. No, it, 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 no. It, it, it shouldn't be, and I don't think it should have been. And and you're absolutely right. And I find it not humorous, but I do find it uh, compelling is the word that I want to use. That yet yeah, we all have the same problem, especially when there's kids involved, whether Ooh, it be whether they be straight couples or gay couples too. Yep. And yeah, gay couples get kids often, or come to it with kids. Yeah, I remember the first time uh, I heard this, and it it shocked me. I was like, "Oh man, I never stopped to think about this." But when gay couples do get divorced, and there are kids involved, oh man, yeah, again, same issues, same it's issues, same, same issues, same stuff. Yeah, but I, I, and then in that aspect, in the psychology of it, I, I stopped and think, you know, I never thought of that before. I'm just thinking, oh, okay, whenever when they're together, oh, everything's just all happy and, and, and roses and, and, and rainbows. Everything's ever after after that. It never is. It doesn't matter no. who you're with. Exactly. It doesn't matter. And it, and everybody that's listening knows it takes work. Yeah. It takes real effort. Do you find it difficult for uh, gay couples to find therapeutic help? Oh, yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Um, I'm a Christian, 
and I advertise that in my um, mm-hmm. I'm on Psychology Today website. That's mostly how people find me. Yeah, plug plug. Mm-hmm. Um, and I got some reports from there too. Yeah. We're gonna talk about that in a bit. Um, but yeah, gay people will call and say, "Well, do you work with gay people because you're a Christian?" Uh, and that's a whole other mm-hmm. podcast, probably. Um, but yeah, Jesus doesn't love me anymore because I'm straight, in exactly. my opinion. And I just want to help people that are hurting. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter to me. I, I don't. Why do I care who they sleep with? Right. That's yeah. not my business. You're there to help. Exactly. And as a Christian, that is, you know, that's number one priority. Yeah, to, is to help to be others, loving. To, to love and to help others. Exactly. <sighs> I'm not, yeah. yeah, I don't beat any client over the head with a Bible. Right. I don't do that. I just meet people where they're at. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think that's a good message to spread right there, especially, you know, if you're gay or straight, that, yeah, if you do need help, there are people out there to help you in your relationship. It doesn't matter what your sexual orientation is. No, it doesn't matter. They're and out there. Dr. Scott is there. I'm here. Mm-hmm. And 2020, good grief, been tough on relationships. Oh, completely. Challenging. Completely. Yeah. And, I'm, yeah, I'm glad we brought that up. That uh, That bridges the gap because – we have seen an influx of ooh, alcoholism, depression, what you just brought up. Depression, all, big time. All in relationships. Uh, addiction, depression, anxiety. Alcohol, anxiety. And that's why people drink or smoke or sure. do drugs or shoplift or mm-hmm. shop or yeah. sex. Yeah. Gambling. Right. It's all gone up. Uh, yeah. The, the, the issue gets back to the same, whatever the addiction is. Porn. Right. Yeah, I mean, uh, pornography has seen a huge jump sure. uh, during during this pandemic crisis, and that has all been detrimental to relationships. It is. And uh, for me, uh, even before this pandemic, I, I have uh, I've had to learn a lot, and I don't think you ever stop learning nope. when you're in a relationship. And I wanted to talk about, especially nowadays, what we we'll go back to this why modern relationships are failing right now. And I wanted to bring up uh, 10 reasons okay. for you. Yeah, this is on Psychology Today. There oh, you go. This is that? There you go. This is uh, your, 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 your home field advantage here. <laughs> right. And this is all going back to, to what we were talking about. Uh, number one, right off the bat, trust issues. Oh, Isn't I'm, that... I'm working with a couple now. They live in oh. El Paso. We yeah. do telemedicine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've only been married less than a year and huge trust issues. And if there's no trust, boy, no foundation. Yep, yep. Uh, it, it, it talks about what jealousy, possessiveness, unreasonable rigidity, emotional infidelity, emotional infidelity. Oh. That's interesting. With social media, mm-hmm. happens a lot, especially with social media nowadays. Yeah. Oh, there's an old flame. I started. To, yeah, we were. We went out in high school, mm-hmm. and we caught up on Facebook. Right. You have nothing to be worried about. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, that. That. that that makes my hands clammy because I've seen that happen so many times. I've been on the receiving end of both. Oh, yeah. Oh, I have. I have. I look, I, I've straight up, you know, when, when Facebook first started, even during MySpace, uh, when I first started uh, working at the station, the MySpace page here was basically my, <laughs> my dating grounds for girls. <laughs> Trolling, huh? I, mean, I, trolled, I trolled the Rocket MySpace page, <laughs> and I used that to date around so much, and then... I'm sitting here going, oh, my gosh, I'm standing over a barrel, and the fish are just right there, and I got a shotgun. Uh-huh. And, but you're right, though. Yeah, uh, I have been on the receiving end of both where you know a girl has been in a relationship, and well, that doesn't stop me. 
or I've been right, in, yeah. or I've been in a relationship. Oh, and that doesn't stop others from trying to hit her up. Big time that doesn't stop that. So how do you overcome that in a relationship? That part right there sticks out to me. The emotional infidelity that comes okay. with social media. Um, a relationship needs guardrails, and I think you got to talk about that from the start. Mm. Uh, are we going to be exclusive? Um, and guardrails get down to okay. I'm not going to put myself in situations that threaten the relationship because yeah. the relationship needs to be first in my life, even above kids. And that makes some people angry when I say that. But you're modeling to your kids how to do a relationship. So if dad puts mom first, mm-hmm. that's what they're going to look for. And if mom puts dad first, they're going to look for that. If they don't, if jobs and the house cars and hobbies get in the way and relationship is sixth on the priority level, yeah, you're in dangerous territory. You can get other jobs, you can get other hobbies, but, boy, getting another spouse is tough, especially with kids. Yeah, and it doesn't, you know, the older you get, too. Right, exactly. Sure. Exactly. So guardrails of just not putting yourself and talk about it. Mm -hmm. Um, I agree with you there. Yeah, it goes back to communication. Yeah, Mm -hmm. and, you know, we need to be able to call each other of, hey, um, I'm riding in this car with this female. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just letting you know, honey, nothing's going on. Mm-hmm. Or I, I got to work with so-and-so, female. Yeah. I want you to meet her. Mm-hmm. Needs to be part. I mean, we, we joke about the work wife or the work husband. Sure. You know. yeah. Lindsay is my work wife. She's exactly. been my work wife for 12 years. Right. You know, and the girl that I'm with loves her. <laughs> they yeah. love each other. Yeah. I'm kind of jealous of both of them now. <laughs> I'm kind of jealous of them both. So uh, it, it, I would think also, and I, well, I shouldn't say I think, I know that there's also a level of paranoia that comes with that because you know, it goes back to your cell phone. When right. you're with somebody and you're checking your cell phone, you're on your cell phone, well, who, well what are you doing on your cell phone? Who are you talking to? Who, you know, well, you and that with? goes with... Uh, guardrails too of yeah. I should have clear access to your phone, your computer, anything, and you have clear access to mine. Right. You have, I have nothing to hide. Feel free to look at it. Mm. And that I think is so mind blowing, especially to uh, couples now. Uh, I remember when when I was single, when I was dating around, I, I brought my cell phone out and I said, look, this is now what it's come down to a level of trust. And I said, look, here's my cell phone. Yep. She was shocked at that. Like, oh, really? Guys don't do that. Girls, too. We're, right. we're all at fault. We're all at fault. So, again, going on with the with number one, the, the trust issues, lack of reliability, dependability, lack of emotional support. Oh. Yeah. Well, that can kill a relationship in mm-hmm. a hurry. And then that goes into the whole infidelity thing. Of course it no does. No support. Um, I get into a relationship to have my needs met. Now, one person can't meet all my needs. Right. But my needs for companionship, yeah, for sex, mm-hmm. um, for having fun with, uh, maybe be a life partner. We work on, you know, building a life. It becomes a business, too, if we buy a house together. Mm-hmm. We're working on savings. Bank re- accounts. Yeah. Retirement, mm-hmm. all that stuff. But it's working on it together. Mm-hmm. That's how you got to do it. I think that, especially with young couples, that it is so important to have that emotional support with each other. It is just as important, if not more as important, and they may find this mind-boggling. I find that, again, most more important, more important 
than the sex itself at times. Oh, and to just absolutely. be there and to have somebody to lean on and communicate with, to talk to, mm-hmm. and and to have somebody say, "Look, I believe in you. I know you can do this. Look, I'm here to talk with you. I'm here to offer you that support." That is, that means everything to me. That goes back to two of talking in the beginning of, and I did this with you and Heather suggested yep. you guys do it. Of how do you feel loved? Mm-hmm. We all feel different, love different ways. Yes, men, as you just described, yeah, we we usually want the verbal affirmation. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, maybe if I know you got my back, man, I can go slay dragons. Oh, all day you long. Feel so strong. Yeah, yeah. If I doubt you have my back, man, I'm weak. That's kryptonite. Oh, I I agree. I you know I I'm a I'm a dude. I walk into the gym. I can bench 400 and something pounds, and then I'll go home, and if I don't feel that emotional support, if I don't uh, feel that, 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 that love, that need, that, uh, that, that, that affirmation, dude, I feel weak. I feel so, so weak. Yeah. And then you feel that way throughout the whole day. You feel that way throughout the whole week. But then when, I guess for me, that's how I do feel. That's how I want love for me. I, I want the, the affirmation. Among other ways. And we'll talk right. about more of that in here in just a bit. But, yeah, I, it's very, very true. Well, very and true. so we should talk about the love languages that yeah. go with the emotional support. Sure. Because trust and then emotional support. Mm-hmm. Whew, two huge things. If you don't have either one or both, yeah, there's going to be infidelity. It's, <sighs> it's going to crash and burn. I agree. So love languages. Yes. You and Heather did the test. You can, and listeners can do it free mm-hmm. online. Just Google Love Languages by Dr. Gary Chapman. Yeah, the five languages of love. Yeah, and yeah. they are physical touch, which mm-hmm. is non-sexual. Mm-hmm. Um, gifts, doesn't have to be huge. It could be a card. Right. Homemade card. Um, words of affirmation, like we were talking about, that's often for men our number one. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. Oh, then um, acts of service. Tell me about that. Tell me because a lot of people are, are, are very confused about by acts of service. Um, okay, if if we're living together, if we're married, um, it's sharing the household duties. Right. Um, yeah, women have told me this. Man, seeing you vacuuming just really turns me on. Oh, yeah. Because yeah, to see a I'm, guy clean. Yeah. Because yeah. mm-hmm. I help dirty it, I should help clean. I've often said this: if you ever get into a, a fight with your significant other. Clean, clean, <laughs> clean the whole house. Because yes, she'll she, he or she'll be angry with you. But oh man, he just cleaned up everything. He just uh-huh. did the laundry. Oh my god, he just cleaned my car. Oh wow. <laughs> I heard one speaker say that. Uh-huh. He said, "Guys, you are one clean house away from the night of your life." It's so true. It is so true. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. you got to get off the couch uh-huh. and, get, like you said, clean. Mm-hmm. Take care of the car. Uh, pick up the kids. Yep. Take out okay. the trash, without her nagging you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, and then quality time. Yeah, and that's a biggie for a lot of people, but especially women clients. I've noticed that that's very important. Very then much it, so. Then we have to ask them. Okay, if you're if you're a guy and she says quality time, we got to ask. Well, what does that mean to you? Mm-hmm. And as Doctor Chapman describes it, we all have a love tank. You picture, I picture like a 50-gallon drum. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, so the more I give her love the way she wants it with her love language, the more I'm going to fill up her love tank. Wow. Now, because I'm 
very imperfect human being, I'm going to make withdrawals by doing stupid stuff. Usually, 95% of it's inadvertent. I don't we're mean guys. To, yes, we're we guys. We do stupid stuff without even realizing exactly. it, ladies. Yeah. Uh, especially <laughs> in a woman's opinion. Sure. So I need to put more in than I take out. Okay. So that's how you get the emotional base set is, okay, well, what is love to you? And if she knows that for you it's words... What, what's yours? So words? the yeah, for me, it is words, physical touch, and I guess yes, yeah, service as well. Okay. Those are the those are the three. And you know what? Uh, the, of course, the quality time. Of yeah. course, quality time. I mean, yeah, we'll all have we'll have some of all of them probably, right. but we have a major one that really sticks out. Mm-hmm. That how do you tell if it hurts my feelings? Mm. So yeah, women, you can cut us to the quick with your. Oh, completely, and and, yeah. and they know that too, uh-huh. and they know it. Well, but a good woman <laughs> will use that power to build us up. Because happy spouse, happy house. Mm-hmm. I don't like the saying "happy wife, wife happy, happy life." Yeah. yeah, yeah. You're leaving out fifty percent there. Mm-hmm. The guy needs to be happy too. Exactly. So, what's Heather's? What are Heather's love languages? You know, for her, you know, I, I don't like to speak for her. Well, she's <laughs> well, she's not here, but. Uh, it's funny. It's interesting that you mentioned this because she is very big on communication. Oh, so right. the you know the affirmation to, to, oh, words, to are big you know, words are big for her to tell her uh, how she feels, how she's loved because she's also a writer. Oh, so cool. she expresses a lot of things through you know writing and in her journals. So I, I I love to tell her in words, and she loves to hear that to receive. Uh, it, whether it be text or verbal communication, that I love her to tell her how, how she feels. So you guys both have the same. But right. most relationships, mm-hmm. they're different. Yes. So um, if some woman's, I'm just using women as an example, mm-hmm. if, if her number one love language is acts of service, and mine is words, just like yours, I give I can give her a ton of, and it doesn't mean much to her. Right. And I think, what the heck? I'm I am loving her up big time, and it's, yeah. I'm not scoring any points. I need to go vacuum, <laughs> and then she'll see it. Oh, he has shown me. Yeah. Yes, exactly. right. So that's that's you know, and, and she can do acts of service for mm-hmm. me, and if it's not a big deal, I'm going. Man, she's not talking to me. Well, get this one. Get this one. Uh, it, this took her a little bit to to get used to because with her past relationships, she's never had this done for her. As uh, I, I love showing how much I love you, I love like cool. gifts, and yeah. uh, I you know in the mail I said, hey, there's something coming in for you, and <laughs> uh, I got her a record player. I got her. She loves David Bowie. Oh, cool. I got her some David Bowie albums, some uh, Ella Fitzgerald's albums on Ooh. vinyl, and she didn't. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> That's Etta James. Yeah, Etta James. I'm sorry. Yeah, Etta James. Yeah, Etta James. I, I'm mixing up my girls here. So okay. uh, I got her vinyl records with a with a record player, and she at first didn't know how to <laughs> how to how to act, or not. I shouldn't say how to act. I should how to receive what I what I gave her, uh-huh. and I, and I was I started getting her, you know, dresses, and I said, Oh my God, you would look amazing in these. So I'd buy her dresses vinyl records a record player because look i want to show you how much i love you and i want to I, i'm not giving this i wasn't expecting anything in return i wanted to give her these That's things the cool part. right i wanted to give her these things because i knew she loved certain things she loves music she loves bowie here enjoy these things this is from me to you 
what, what might have been part of her problem was in mm-hmm. the past, and guys do this a lot, they give something expecting something in return. Exactly. Yeah, I'll give you this, now I expect That something. makes me so angry. Yeah. So angry. That's the barter system for sex. Oh. Yeah. And no wonder women oh. get mad at it. Right. Because, yeah, that has happened to them before. Exactly. But then when they meet a guy that, is, like you said, is giving without nothing in return, that almost unrequited, that, that's very... It, re- it resets them. Like, okay, is he the real deal or not? Right. That, that, that makes them more curious. It makes them more, okay, what is he really about? What does he really want? Let me see. Well, Jack Lutz is a very deep person. I, I hope so. You are. I really do. You know, I try to be Which transparent. Not a lot of guys, they are, but they don't share it. Right. You're very good at sharing. <sighs> it took me a while. You know, well, yeah. it, it really, really did. You're the best Jack Lutz you've ever been. I'm trying to be every day, every day, man, every day I wake up. We're all works in progress. And the good thing is, is that she helps me be better. Oh, that's she, neat. She helps me be a better person. That is the God's honest truth, man. She inspires. I, I kind of get emotional talking about it, oh. you know. I I just get excited, like, with, with hearing about you two. Yeah. Um, when somebody finds real love and it's good. Right. Man, that's, ah. Uh, that's like I have fireworks in my mind. That's, Isn't it great? That's just awesome. Yeah, and I like. I'd also like to think that you help with that too. You know, talking about the five, okay. five languages yeah. of love. You know, because we also talk about that now. Good. And uh, another one is the the quality time. The quality time is one that we've had to work on. Ah. Because, you know, she's in she's in Deming and I'm in Las Cruces, and that's tough. It's painful. Both that, working full time. Right. Got an hour drive. Right. And here's the thing. A lot of people do this. A lot of people do have uh, relationships where they're not together together. Where mm-hmm. one is is, is not like, I shouldn't, should I call that long distance? Would you sure. call yeah. that a long distance if relationship? Not, not just 10 minutes away. Yeah. 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 And uh, a lot of people say that long distance relationships are just doomed to fail. Mm. I disagree with that. Okay. Um, I've had one that worked great and I have friends and clients where it works great. Mm-hmm. It's harder as you're finding out. Yeah. Hard to do the quality time. You guys, you know, tied up work Monday through Friday. Mm-hmm. You're working out at the gym. Yep. That doesn't leave a lot of time to drive to Deming. No, but we're making time though. We Good make time. You. We make time and that makes the quality time that much more meaningful. That it hurts when she's not around. I physically and mentally wow. hurt when I when I'm not with her. And yeah, and even like uh, FaceTime is not the same. It's not the same. I mean, it's no. it's nice. We have some great technology today. Yeah, we can talk to anybody around the world. Come see him. And that goes back to the physical touch. Yeah, yeah. how I want that, how I need that, I yearn for it, especially from her. And I guess that makes the the quality time that much more meaningful, Scott, when we're together. I'm working with a couple now. Um, yeah, I mentioned them. Um, they're both in the Army. Mm-hmm. They're in El Paso. Um, and he's big on physical touch. So we, And I do that with most relationship uh, clients, like have them take that test. There's another test I have to do about personalities. So we work on meshing those. Um, and it's learning about each other and about you. Self. Yeah. So he's big physical touch, but he won't draw the line because most of the time you want sex out of it. Yeah. He's young, young man, adult, but she's like, I don't want that all the time. And she keeps saying no, and he doesn't. 
perspective. Yeah. Then we get into breaking boundaries. Mm -hmm. And he's just being selfish. That's where communication is key. Well, what do you want? What do you, what, what would you like? What would you? Well, she tells yeah. him and he still doesn't honor her. Ah, okay. Yeah, she's, gotcha. she's, she doesn't pull any punches. Wow. Interesting. And he still doesn't listen. And that's where guys, oh, I just want sex. Where women get that attitude. Well, that's all they care about. <sighs> and it's, that's not true, but they have instances like that where, you know, that's all that guy wanted. Mm -hmm. There are quality guys like you and I. They want Absolutely. more than that. <laughs> yeah, I need it. I need it, man. I really, really do. Uh, you want to talk more about uh, more reasons why the relationships fail? Sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, that was that was a great, uh, great bar there. So number two, different expectations. Oh boy, that's where you got to talk about it in the beginning. Yeah. You know, if we're if we're going to be together long term, um, what does that look like? Mm -hmm. I mean, everything, money. There's a great book called Ten Great Dates Before You Say I Do, where you Ooh. sit down and you go through the book, a chapter a week. And it's not important stuff like it's, it's the hard stuff of sitting down and figure out a budget. Okay, you make this much, I make this much. Hmm. Let's look at expenses. Wow. Well, I want a big house. Well, we can't afford a big house. Well, I expect a big house because that's what my mom has. You know, hmm. that's just one example. Yeah. And both sides do that. Guys can expect, well, my mom did all the cooking and cleaning. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, but she didn't work. Wow. And this is this goes back to, uh, again, that couple that you were talking about. And this is why I wanted to go back to the list here, different expectations, how he wants right. you know, sex, sex, sex. whenever he wants <laughs> Whenever he yeah. wants it. But then yeah. she has different expectations. Well, no, Bingo. I – there it is. There it is, man. Bingo. And uh, <laughs> you need to understand that that if you meet certain expectations – this is going to sound so horrible to say, but if you meet certain expectations, you will you will get what you want in the end. Both of you will get what you want, don't you right. think? Yeah, but there's a key to get what I want. Uh -huh. I have to give what you want first. Mm -hmm. um, and that happens everywhere in life. Um, let's face it, I would not do the morning show on Zia if I didn't get paid. <laughs> so yeah. I, I have to give the boss, Mike, a morning show first, then he pays me. I have to give him what he wants first. And okay. then he'll give me what I want, which is a paycheck. Mm -hmm. But it goes in a relationship, too. So I have to give first yeah. to get. And if you exceed those expectations, then he'll give you a raise. <laughs> <laughs> right. And if you exceed those expectations in a relationship, I think that the feelings will be reciprocated. Well, I, just, you you it, would hope. One would hope. Right. It builds it stronger. Sure. Sure. That gets down to, is somebody a giver or a taker? And I, I, I have, over 19 years of being a professional counselor, I, I've seen that. You boil it down, people are either a giver or a taker. And a taker will disguise it in the beginning. If you have the expectation, okay, I'll wow. give, they'll give back. Those are terrible people. <laughs> Those are terrible, well, terrible people to disguise it in the beginning. But, yeah. well, they want something out of the so they'll do whatever it takes. They'll right. say whatever they want to say. They'll do right. whatever they need to do. They're not going to say, and this is men and women. Yes. I've dated women that are takers. Mm -hmm. um, they're not going to say, well, I'm really self-centered and it's all about me. They're not going to be that obvious. What if you heard that right away in the beginning? <laughs> well, for me, it'd be nice to meet you. Bye-bye. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. But, yeah, you're right, though. You're right. And, and But they, they're not that, that they're not that way at first. No. 
Yeah. And, look, and we all put on our best face in the beginning. The courting phase. Yes. It, whether it be, you know, you just want to get something, you get a little right. something, something, or you, you're looking for the long run, you know? Well, right. Everybody wants something out of a relationship. Absolutely. That's what we got to talk about. What do you want? Right. And, and I think and, and that goes back to the beginning. It goes back to the beginning. It, it goes yes. back to, you know, the, 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 the very first dates. You just got to put it right there on the table. Absolutely. I don't think it should be laid out as 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 bluntly as that. Well, what do you want? Well, this is what I want. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think if you if you say it differently, well, what are your expectations? I do. What are you looking for in a guy? There it is. Yeah. There it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And some people go, oh, I don't know. Because people don't ask that. Yeah. Any? Not anymore. No. Not anymore. So, but I want to know what she wants, and I'm going to tell her what I want. There you go. And if it doesn't mesh, well, again, great to meet. Hey, nice. Hey, we can be buddies. We can be buddies. Hey, yeah. cool. 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 Yeah. Number three, moving through life at different speeds. Ooh, yeah. Boy. Isn't that a good one? That is very good. That uh, that reminds me of a relationship that I had where I knew at the time, I knew that we both loved each other, and I knew that we, I knew that she felt the same way too, but... We were moving at different speeds. She was, we didn't have the tools at the time to make the relationship work. And we both understood that where we were at the time was just not right for each other. We loved each other, but timing is, timing is huge. Timing is absolutely. If if somebody's not ready, I've I've done that. Um, Think of one gal in particular, this was several years ago and recently divorced, like six months out of divorce too soon mm-hmm. I, and i hadn't gone to counseling school yet but i i was nuts about her and she had a three-year-old boy yeah the father was not involved i love that boy too just man i could just like i see mm-hmm. us as a family and that made her feel really good too i bet in the beginning but it scared uh, her uh, and she even said she's like i don't know what i want and she, it was too soon for her. different speeds i was ready she wasn't yeah okay interesting and that's that happens a lot. Mm. If we're both at the same speed, the other thing that goes along with the speed is people are either pioneers or settlers. I've never heard that. Okay. Explain a that pioneer, oh, man, loves to travel, loves to go explore, see new things, learn new things. A settler is like, I'm happy at home. Maybe we go out once a week and go to dinner, go to a movie. Um, and there's nothing wrong with either one. And it can be a great compliment because the pioneer can say, okay, well, let's go. My brother had this with his wife. They've been married a long time. Uh, my brother is a pioneer. He's like, I want to go on a vacation to Costa Rica. Mm-hmm. She's like, what? That doesn't interest me at all. Um, he talked her into it. Um, but that's where we can learn from each other. Mm-hmm. So they had a great adventure in Costa Rica. Okay. Um, but it can cause huge conflict. I don't want to go out on Friday night. I've worked all week. Do you I want to chill. F- do you feel that it is important? You mentioned speed. Uh, do you feel that, well, that's that's number three, moving through different speeds. Do you feel that it is important and healthy to change speeds in a relationship? It can be. To slow down, to you know, because if you're a natural pioneer. Yeah. You know, you got to slow yourself down. That's how you down. can learn from each other. Right. The pioneer needs to chill a little bit if mm-hmm. they want to be with this person. Okay. Now, long term, the differences could repel. 
man, I, you know, the pioneer's like, I'm sick of sitting at home. And the settlers are going, what? This is great. Yeah. Love so, the house. Yeah. So there needs to be there needs to be compromise. Right. Yeah. That's how you can learn from each other. And, and it doesn't have to be something extravagant or huge. Yeah. That could just mean, you know, going for a cruise. That could just mean, you know, oh. getting in your car and going for a drive. Right. And holding hands and listening to music and singing along or, you know, maybe doing some mini golf or just. Yep. Oh, I love me. Yeah. Or drive, something. Drive by the orchards. Like you yeah. To me. Oh, yeah. Go through the orchard. Yeah, man. Huh? Go through the pecan orchard. I think that that's a huge, huge romantic setting. I need to take Heather through that. We need to do yeah. that. Yeah. 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 So, but that's yeah. The pioneer is obviously usually at a fast speed, mm-hmm. and the settler usually. Is. Okay. Okay. So there needs to be a a blend, and there needs to be a compromise yeah. between the and two. And often we're attracted to that because that's something I don't have. If I'm a settler, ooh, that's I love that guy's sense mm-hmm. of adventure or that woman's sense of adventure. Right, and then it becomes nice at first, but then you want to go back to okay, I just want to settle. I just exactly. Want to... And then the the pioneer. Oh, okay, that's nice. Okay, I want to. I need to get out. I need to do things. Yeah. But that's where even that book, Ten Great Dates, will. will that's there's a chapter on that. Mm-hmm. What kind of stuff do you want to do? Got you. And Got you. Asking all the important. I've had clients that never talked about kids before they got married. Whoa. Like how do you, how do you not address that? Wow. That's an expectation. Wow. Well, they're just going to want what I want. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, mm. different, different human being. Mm. Let's go with uh, number four, compatibility issues. That's a good one. I, I will say this, and, and I want to pick your brain on this. When you're with somebody, when you've been a couple for X amount of time, whether it be months, whether it be years, I don't think during that course of relationship, I don't think that you're always going to be compatible. Oh, no, you're not. No, I'm glad you agree with me. No, yeah. and, and we don't have to be. Thank you. We have to learn. We have to learn how to disagree, though. I think it's great. I Just, think it's great to disagree. Sure, because that's how. Well, one, how we learn about the other person. Uh-huh. But two is just solving conflict in a decent way. Um, okay. Not, you know, not blowing up because they don't want what I want. Well, of course they don't. Right. Different human being, different background, mm-hmm. different gender, most of the time. And you always hear about couples saying, well, we grew apart. Well, we yeah, we just grew apart. I fell out of love. That's and... because the relationship wasn't the top priority. Hmm. And that ha- I see marriages like that all the time in my office. It just gets pushed back because, oh, yeah, I bet we've been together. But yeah, whatever, yawn. Yeah. Sex is the same. Yeah. He, um, you know what I noticed? I, I was just, I wanted to say this. What I've noticed with a lot of relationships, the whole you know compatibility issue, is that I've noticed that with uh, couples with kids, that there have been a lot of divorces once the kids leave the house. Sure, they didn't take time to know each other. Right, they were focused on the kids. And then now, entirely, exactly. And then now that the kid or kids are out of the house, oh my gosh, this person is a stranger now to me. Right, who is this person that I've been living with for eighteen, nineteen years? That's why the relationship has to number one right if it's not that's going to happen and, and again we need we need to stress this that it's okay not to be compatible and it's okay to, nobody's going to agree on everything and, exactly and it is okay to grow but it's I, I find that fascinating to accept that uh okay her compatibility is going to be different okay that makes me more curious now right 
okay, well then what, what, uh, what is it that you like now? What is it that you disagree on? What is it that, where is it that your, that your body is going, that, that, that your mind is growing to where, elsewhere? I want to know. I saw, uh, smiling to myself because I saw uh, a gal had an ad. I don't remember which dating site it was. This was recent. She was very honest. She's like, I'm set in my ways. Um, want things in a certain order. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you know what? I didn't never contact her. I'm like, I love your honesty, but that's not for me. You're set in your ways. Wow. It's going to be all your way. Well, no, that wouldn't work for me. Mm-hmm. Wow. Interesting. Interesting. That goes into number five, communication issues. <laughs> so this one is a big one for me because, uh, I, again, I, I like to be very transparent and I like to be as honest as possible. And, you know, we've talked about, again, exactly why relationships aren't working. For me, uh, in the past, it has been communication, that I haven't been open, that I haven't been uh, completely honest or sure. I've been hiding things. And a big reason for me, Dr. Scott, how uh, relationships didn't work for me is that uh, a, a few reasons. One, uh, I wasn't that big of a listener at first. Sorry, what? Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Huh? I, or I would make it about myself whenever yeah. somebody is telling me an issue. And the big part, too, is, uh, you know, this has been an issue that I think has affected a lot of new relationships and uh, it, it continues to do so was the uh, at the time I had an addiction and I wouldn't communicate more about it. I wouldn't tell more about it. I had this addiction to, and, and I do still fight with it from time to time. I, the, the, it was an addiction to pornography. Yeah. And I love your honesty about that. Yeah. That was that was big. And uh, at first I was ashamed about it. And I didn't know how to convey what I was going through. I didn't know how to convey my my experiences and and how to and how to talk about it. And I just said, you know what? I'm just gonna let it out. I'm just gonna say, hey, look, this is what I had a problem with. This is what uh, this is what affected me in a relationship. It affected me so much that it it ended my previous relationship. Sure. How I didn't know I couldn't give love to somebody else because I was too busy on my phone. I would rather look on my phone to get that instant gratification. And than... it's, it's fantasy. Porn, yeah, yeah, porn is not reality. Right, right, and that really messes with the brain. It, it does. Really does because you want that stimulation again. It's like in any drug. Mm-hmm. Porn is a drug. It's just online. And what a lot of people need to realize, especially parents and adults, too, is that this affects people. Young teens. Oh, man. Young teens, Scott, right? That you're able to get on your phone and look at this anytime you want. I know many, many young teenagers. When I say young, okay, I have young teenagers that I know in my family and young teenagers that I've met that are able to get on their phone and look get, at these things. Get anything you want. Get anything you want. And that is so not healthy no. nowadays in a relationship. At any time. At any time. Coming up, I, you know, we're like, ooh, we want to sneak a Playboy. Yeah. Oh, that, yeah. Remember that? that? That was the big, yeah. But right. now, yeah, teenagers got their own phone. So there are apps, and I told you about this in mm-hmm. our private conversation. An app called Covenant Eyes. There are others. Yes, that you can put on the phone for your kid or for whoever, mm-hmm. um, and it alerts whoever is 
you know, it could be alert parents, mm-hmm. alert spouse. In fact, I'm working with a guy who lives in Albuquerque now doing telemedicine. He lived here and they moved up there. Yeah. And he was struggling with that. So they did Covenant Eyes and it made her feel just so much more safer. Yeah. More safer. And I'm glad that but they talked about it with each other. Yeah. I'm glad that they were able to, to yeah. communicate. And it, yeah, sometimes it sends her, I remember he said, she got upset because the DMV <laughs> <laughs> triggered the app. But I'd rather have that than it be too lax. Yes. Wow. But again, wow. That's, a, that's a guardrail if porn is an issue. Yeah. I, want, I wanted to pick your brain about this because, again, the, the last relationship that I was in, I, I, I don't think about it because of often, again, I know what I have now in front of me. What okay. I have in front of me is something amazing, something good. But I, I was when you brought that up, I wish I would have known about this sooner, again, just to communicate more about it. And then when the breakup happened, because when I was when I, when I was in this relationship, I kind of knew that I didn't love this person, but oh. I still wanted to be with them. Didn't want to be alone. I didn't want to be alone, yeah. and. I, I, I was very conflicted in my own brain, in my mind, because I wanted the intimacy, but I didn't feel satisfied, and I wasn't getting that gratification because of the, the, the pornography that I was sure. looking at. And She's not a porn star. No, no, no. Real women are not porn stars. No, no. And so then when the breakup happened, when she broke up with me, I felt... Uh, I felt maybe I is this greed that I felt guilty that I felt guilty in the relationship that I that I that, that she broke up with me. I felt that a, hu- a huge amount of guilt when that I, happened. I don't think that's greed. I think yeah. that's being honest. Okay. Um, that's the other thing about relationships. Not all relationships are lifelong. Some right. are just to teach us something and then we move on. Mm-hmm. And that's what that relationship was. You weren't really in love. No. But it was a teaching, it was a learning experience mm-hmm. for you. Yeah. Which made you more ready once you stuck, you went through the hurt. Yeah. Which prompted you to do work on yourself, which made you ready for Heather. Yes. So that's a positive out of that relationship. And I told her, I just, you know, came out with it. I said, look, I've dealt with this in the past. Okay. And it's weird now because I, I don't... I, Maybe I wasn't happy to begin with, Scott. Maybe I wasn't, like you said, ready again. But when when I met her, it, it, it felt like something that I that I took from my past and I was able to do away with. Cool. There are still times where I'm like, okay, as an as as somebody with addiction tends to say or tend to do, right. whether it be alcohol, whether it be smoking, whether it be something like that, you start to try and justify. <laughs> What what you're addicted to. And I said, oh, okay, well, maybe I'm just going to look at uh, photos. You know what? Maybe I'm just going to look at a, at, a, at a dirty video on the on the weekends, you well, know? I've, I've had clients, well, I just drink beer. I don't drink the hard stuff. No, that's still it's, a problem. It's, it's, it's the same justification. It's the same thing. Yes. It's the same thing. But I felt that once I communicated my my addiction to her and once I communicated what I was going through and how I felt the shame and, and what I went through. And then for her to have, I guess that, that acceptance and for her to look at me and she says, you know what? That's okay. Wow. That's okay. I I love you no matter what. And you know what? We can work with that. And when she told me that I felt, I don't need this. I never did. Right. I don't. 
and it made me eager, more eager to to work with myself. And Scott, it made me more turned on. <laughs> sure. By her. Sure. Um, she accepted me. But what you're talking about is for any addict, no matter what it is, like you said, drugs, alcohol, yeah. sex, shopping, gambling, doesn't matter. Right. Um, it's still the same disease, if you will, mm-hmm. same issues. And those issues have power when they're a secret. Right. You didn't tell anybody. those. It, it dominated you big time. When you brought it out into the light, it lost its power. When you're truthful, Ooh. and that's what addicts need to do, and that's what's really hard. Yeah. Because we're all afraid of rejection. Boy, what mm-hmm. if, you know, I bet you were thinking, oh, if I tell Heather about my porn problem in the past, she's going to dump me. But you were honest. You took yeah. the risk. Mm-hmm. That's what addicts have to do. That's the beginning of it. And I just want to say that it is okay to talk about it. It is okay that uh, I know that there are a lot of people that are that don't realize that it's a problem. That yes, okay, it, it it really is. If you're if you're looking at these things two, three times a day, every day, more than that, you have a problem. Uh, you could justify and say, well, I don't look at it every day. It's like it's like saying I don't drink every day. Uh-huh. You can still be an alcoholic, right? Um, and there's a great book which I told you about um, by. He's not a doctor. Um, Stephen Arterburn, it's called Every Man's Battle. Yes. As you talked about, uh, a 10-year-old, if they get a cell phone, can look at it. Mm. If there's not safeguards on it. That's so, scary. Yeah. All, we, all males, we want to see um, naked women. <laughs> yeah. And we want to see them having sex, and it just gets more and more. It takes more to turn me on. Mm-hmm. It's like it takes more. And you're going drug. down the rabbit hole. Exactly. What more will it take? So, well. but, but the title of the book says it all. Every man's battle. I don't care how good you are. Uh-huh. Be in church every Sunday. Pastors deal with it, too, because they're humans, too. Sure. So you're not alone in it. You're not. You're, and I'm glad you brought that up. You're not alone. There is somebody for you to talk to. There will always be somebody for you to talk to, whether it be that significant other, whether it be a doctor. There, there, there will be somebody there to listen to you. And so exactly. that goes it's, back to the communication. Taking the first thing to reach out is scary. Yes. And, and that's a, where you're going to get free. I'm a big fan of, uh, again, communication in the sense where you know you found somebody really, really good and really, really amazing when there are no taboos in your relationship to talk about right right i love that when you're able to talk about everything all of it your your deep dark past what you want what your fantasies are what you're afraid of your fears all well that's huh you i'm jealous of you and heather really yeah i really am because you guys have it going on I'm going to marry her, man. I'm going to marry yeah. her. Yeah. And, you know, we, we both uh, you know, sat and talked over lunch, and, and, and I really I think that uh, that that person for you, Scott, is, is very much out there as oh, well. Oh, yeah. I know they are. Oh, yeah. You know? um, what I learned is I have to be comfortable being alone, mm. um, that I'm okay being alone than be with the wrong one. Like mm. you talked about um, don't want to be – Alone, so you dated that gal you really didn't love. Yeah. I'm okay being alone. So I'm at probably an age thing, too, or experience. Yeah. That's that's what worked for me. Is I can be alone, so I don't have to have somebody. Right. Yep. So 
I would love to sit and I would love to uh, you know talk more about this, but man, I think we we should do a part two. That's fine. With I me. really really think we should do a part two because we, you know we you and I we could talk for hours. We can. I love it. And I feel that this has been very healthy. I feel that this has been very uh, eye opening. I hope that uh, some of our listeners find this eye opening as well as much as I have. If we touched one person, yeah, yeah. I'm very happy for exactly. that. Man, uh, Dr. Scott, thank you uh, very, very, very much for sitting down with me here today. Thanks for having me. I love for, it. you know, weights, women, whiskey, and Dr. Scott Aber. Thank you so much. You can hear him every weekday morning on Zia Country. And uh, uh, if you'd love to sit and have a talk with him, again, his uh, phone lines are always open. Exactly. At, uh, the, the number again over on Zia Country. 521 Awesome. Thank you very much. we got to do a part two of this. We will. Dr. Scott, thank you so much for being on Weights, Women, Whiskey, and...